Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Dylan. And I'm Sierra. And this is Horror Haven Podcast, Episode 3. Today we're going to be doing a Valentine's Day themed episode in honor of Valentine's Day. We're going to be talking about three movies, My Bloody Valentine from 1981, Valentine from 2001, and My Bloody Valentine from 2009. Before we get started, I want to say thank you to everyone who's checked out the podcast giving us a like on Facebook, Instagram, giving us your feedback. We really appreciate it. We recorded episode two before we released episode one, so we didn't really get a chance to thank you guys before now. So we just want to say thank you. We appreciate you, and we hope that you continue to listen to our show because we really have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, Another thing that I want to bring up is we were bouncing ideas around, and we really want to talk to horror writers, directors, anyone involved in the genre in any way to kind of get to know you guys, talk a little bit about what you do, and maybe feature you guys on short episodes every week. And that way we can bring some attention to what you guys are doing while getting an idea of how you look at the genre. We really like chatting with everybody about horror because it's always great to find people who enjoy the genre as much as we do. Also, we want to let you guys know, I'm not sure how you're listening to the podcast, but we are now submitted through iTunes and TuneIn, so you guys can find us on that. Like, rate, subscribe. It lets us know what you guys think and that you're enjoying the show. And we also really want to hear from you guys, so if you want to send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or our email, horrorhavenpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe give us some suggestions for later episodes. We really look forward to hearing from you guys. And that being said, we'll get on with the episode. It's a bad time. This time of year. How many times is he gonna tell this story? Oh, let him tell it. I love fairy tales. This ain't no fairy tale, little girl. If you don't take it seriously, you're a fool! (laughs) The first Valentine's dance in 20 years has to be something special. You gotta get a lot of exercise if you're gonna grapple with Gretchen. Oh yeah? Well, I got a Valentine for her that she's never gonna forget. <laughs> right to the heart, huh? In this town on Valentine's Day, everybody loses their heart. Roses are red, violets are blue. One is dead, and so are you. It can't be happening again. We're going to start this episode out with talking about My Bloody Valentine, which was released in 1981. This movie takes place in a mining town called Valentine Bluff. In this town, 20 years prior to when the movie takes place, there was a horrible murder committed uh, by Harry Warden, who was a miner. So... It happened on Valentine's Day, so for 20 years they did not celebrate at all. So the setting of this movie is they are going all out, having a huge party. And what happens is the woman in the town who is planning the party turns up dead. 
Uh, after that, the kids are insistent that they're going to have this, this party. Uh, the cop covered it up and said that she had a heart attack. And he said, no, you're not having a Valentine's party. You're not doing it. So instead of doing a public party like they were going to, they decide that they're going to throw their own. So TJ, which is the main character, decides, oh, let's have this, uh, this party at the mines because his dad owns them. And pretty much what happens is they go to the mines, they start partying, they're drinking, you know, normal teenager stuff, and they end up getting killed one by one in the mines. So the really cool thing about this movie is that the ending is actually, it's a pretty good twist, I think. Uh, it turned out that the killer at the end of the movie was Axel, which was um, TJ's ex-girlfriend's current boyfriend. Uh, and I don't think, I didn't really expect that to happen, especially if you saw the remake of it. Um, I didn't expect that, so. Uh, but that's the basic plot of the movie. Yeah, so what made this movie interesting is that they chose to film the movie in actual authentic mines. They chose mines in Nova Scotia because the mines had a really rustic look to them. And after the town had heard that they were filming a movie there, the town actually went in and spent $50,000 to restore the mines, paint them, make them look nice, which the director was not very happy about because that was the whole reason he had chose that location. So the film crew actually went back and had to spend $75,000 to restore the look of the mines back to the rustic way that they were. You think that the townspeople would have realized, like, it's a horror movie, it's not supposed to look nice, you know? Like, it's like it makes it scarier if it looks, like, beat up and gross. Yeah, but they probably thought, like, oh, we want our town to look nice, like, if it's being represented by this. Oh, <laughs> hey, I want to shoot a horror movie in your town. Okay, but first, let me really clean it up nice so it looks beautiful for your horror movie. Makes sense. Yeah, so the premise <laughs> the premise of the movie came about because the director wanted to make a movie during the slasher boom of the 80s that took place on a holiday that didn't currently have a movie already. So they had Halloween at this point, Black Christmas, Friday the 13th. So he wanted to make a movie about Valentine's Day. Um, he was really worried about someone taking the idea, so... The film was produced under the name The Secret, but the entire time they were filming it, they had the idea to make it My Bloody Valentine. They just didn't want anybody to see the name and take the idea before they had the chance to release it. That's interesting. I just I think it's funny how they connected like um, mining to Valentine. Like, I I don't, and it was it, there's nothing about like when I think of, like of a, a Valentine killer, like what I would think is like, oh. I'm going to get revenge on a girl that I, I was in love with or a guy I was in love so with. So the movie Valentine? Yeah, the movie <laughs> Valentine. But with My Bloody Valentine, like, there's no reason why it took place on Valentine's Day except that it happened on Valentine's Day. Like, it has no, there's no, like, emotional connection between the killer and who he kills or anything like that. Well, really. that's not really true. The well, whole, the whole... The, no, no, okay, I'm saying, the like, the, the initial killing wasn't really, like, there wasn't really too much passion behind it. It was just... With Harry Warden. Yeah. Yeah. And then when uh, Axel recreated it, he killed off his friends. Which yeah. also, like, why? Why did he kill off his friends? He was a psychopath. I guess. I don't know. I just, I feel like it, it, it could have been, you could have taken the fact that it happened on Valentine's Day out of the movie and it wouldn't have changed anything about the movie. 
and it could have been on any holiday. So, like, he didn't really make a Valentine's horror movie, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> Another interesting thing is nine minutes of the movie were cut by the Motion Picture Association. They thought that the movie was too violent. So, it, it's weird. It goes back and forth. Some things that I found were nine minutes were cut. Others, it said five minutes were cut. They released an uncut version of the movie in 2009 before the remake came out, and only three minutes were added to it. But there are parts of the movie that the crew says that they remember filming that weren't in that uncut version. So there's really no way of knowing how much was actually cut. There was a huge backlash against violence in horror movies. It, the movie came out right after John Lennon died, which they associated bad movies. like it, they, What? Yeah. He's a freaking <laughs> musician. He's got nothing to do with it. Well, wasn't he killed? He was killed, yeah, outside that's his probably, apartment in New York. Yeah. yeah, that's probably why, because... Yeah, it's just, it's like... People wanted to play the movies. Yeah, so nine minutes were cut out, which, when watching the movies, I could kind of see that, because every time there was a kill, it kind of cut away from the camera as the kill was taking place. Like, it doesn't... Yeah, it didn't... The, honestly, I mean, it, I liked it. I sincerely yeah, thought absolutely. it was good. But I do feel that, like, you know, we've talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we've talked about Evil Dead, there was a lot more blood gore killing in those movies than there was in this movie it was a very tame in comparison but it's also canadian <laughs> so that's probably also a contributing factor yeah when they were filming the movie also they kept the killer's identity secret from the rest of the cast because they wanted to add to like the mystery of the movie so they didn't know who was in the mining costume well, the person in the mining costume who was killing people wasn't, wasn't the guy the who actor. played Axel. Yeah. That's so funny. So that had to suck to like want to like. What gave it away? The only person that knew was the guy who played Axel, and the only reason that he knew was because the first day that they were on set, they had him go to makeup so they could test out doing a, um, a cut off arm on him, which at the end of the movie. When the mines fall on him, his arms cut off. You could oh, see I when didn't he's notice that. yeah. You could see when he's running off that his arms missing. So once that happened, uh, Neil Affleck, who played Axel, was like, "Oh, I, I obviously know what's going on." Then, <laughs> um, I was. That's one thing I do want to bring up about this movie. The ending was so strange. Yeah, like it was really. It felt un, it felt unfinished to me. Well. Maybe that's that nine minutes. <laughs> I don't know. It just it like it, so pretty much. Well, what happened was George Myalka, and I'm guessing how to pronounce his last name, he went to Paramount and proposed a sequel in 2001, but it got turned down because the original had a poor box office. So he did want to continue the story, but Paramount kind of shut him down for that. He waited like, what, like 30 years? years? 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Why would you wait that long to make a sequel? <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind it, though. I'd, I'm kind of glad they didn't do a sequel because I feel like it would have just been really cheesy. And it probably bad. would have been. You yeah, know how sequels I think are. I think a lot of what made this movie good was the twist and like the yeah. anticipation of trying to fi figure out who the killer might be. Because the whole movie, you're led to believe that it's Harry Warden. And then you find out that it's not. Yeah. He's, he's dead. They found him. Like, they know he's dead. Yeah, I really like that the movie was shot in the mines. I think it gave a like really creepy feeling to the movie. The lighting was definitely great because it felt genuine. Like it was just the flashlights, and anybody who's been in a cave or a mine or anything like, you know, once that lights out, it's pitch black. Yeah. So it was really nice that it wasn't like the entire mines around them were lit up and 
they were just running. Like, it was dark. It was scary. It mm-hmm. was... You know what I liked? Um, there's the, the the scenes when they're in the mines towards the end of the movie. And uh, when he's going through um, the killer, Axel, I guess, he's um, taking his axe and hitting every light out as he goes. Yeah. And they actually, when they did the remake, they uh, they did the same thing in that movie as well. They, yeah. they, they recreated that scene, which I thought was very cool. And they did have a... A mind party in that one too, but it was slightly different because this one they had a rec room, like they had like a they had a nice setup for a party. Yeah, I mean you can definitely see. We'll talk about it more when we get to the remake, but the remake, while being very different from this movie, it did pay homage to it quite a bit. In yeah, certain parts. De- no, I definitely agree. I, I think that they did. They definitely um, did a good job about honoring the original movie when they remade it. Um, <clears throat> One thing I want to bring up too is the music in the movie was very strange. It wasn't typical horror music. It was like there were parts where it was like country western music. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it was very strange soundtrack for sure. Yeah, no, that was a big thing too that I commented on when we were uh, watching it was like sometimes the music really can make or break a horror movie. And I'm not going to say that it broke this horror movie because I still really enjoyed it, but I do feel that um, it could have been scarier with a different music choice. But I, I give it uh, an A-plus for originality. Yeah, it is definitely <laughs> something different from what we were used to. So It took me uh, half the movie to finally like realize that they had Canadian accents too, and it was like it just changed the whole movie for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, altogether, I definitely liked the movie. I'd I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. I think it was original. It was different from what we're used to seeing. There were parts that were kind of slow-paced, um, especially when it was focusing on, like, the whole love triangle between TJ, Sarah, and Axel. You kind of just, like, forget at times almost that you're watching a slasher yeah. movie and it's almost like a romance movie, which I guess is fitting for a Valentine's-themed horror movie, but it's like when I'm watching a horror movie, that's not what I want to see. It's almost like they lost track. I think I think the thing that, that really got me for this movie, um, like they had the the horror... They had, they had every great idea for a horror movie with none of the the scares like I just didn't get scared watching it and it's like when you when I watch a horror movie at least it's like I want I want to be scared you don't like I want I like that feeling and it just it doesn't do that for me personally I mean if you're not if you're not as big of a horror movie watcher I think it, it might be a little bit more successful but um I feel like I'm desensitized from from the the millions of murder movies out there <laughs> so would you say your favorite part was of, of this movie yeah um yeah think about it give me a second oh okay um there's a scene when they are trying to escape the mines and it's um tj axel sarah sarah's friend who's afraid of heights and that guy that was a doof he was doofy howard, howard. well howard wasn't with them at this point he had disappeared okay howard disappeared whatever so they're like climbing up this ladder and it feels like it's like 10 minutes that they're climbing up this freaking ladder and the one girl is like crying the whole time like i'm not going any further i'm terrified of heights and they're like oh shut up keep going and um they get like almost to the top like 
after like convincing this girl for 10 minutes like keep climbing they get almost to the top and then uh the body of their friend gets thrown down into like the tunnel that they're in and they're like oh shit gotta climb back down <laughs> so i, I like that part because it it was it wasn't it wasn't like a funny scene or anything but it made me laugh a little bit because it's like fuck that sucks <laughs> yeah that was my favorite scene but not for that reason i just feel i feel like that was the most successful part of suspense like i don't know for some reason when they were climbing up the ladder it was kind of I think what's going to be at the top? Yeah, what's going to be at the top. And I feel like just the atmosphere of it in general was really... See, I disagree with you on the, on the suspense thing. I feel like they had a lot of suspenseful parts, but it didn't lead up to anything. Like, they had, like, a ton of parts where it built up. Well, I don't, I'm but not like, saying the whole thing. Was, I just mean that part. Was, yeah. But... Um, like, there's, like, the scene where... Um, I don't remember the two friends' names that went off to make out in the, like, engine room or whatever. I don't remember the names, yeah. I don't remember the names either, but, like, there was, like, a part where they're, like, making out, and they have, like, this, like, it's, like, slightly dramatic music playing, and you're, like, waiting, you're, like, he's gonna come and, like, stab him, stab him, and it's, like, he did, but it wasn't, did we even get to see it? I don't even think it showed it. It might have. I don't remember. But it was. Well, she was, she died. I don't they remember. both died. Both the people who went to the engine room making out. Not not the oh, ones yeah, in the shower. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. They both died. But like there was like something through them, but it, I don't think it actually showed the kill. Okay, well, this is what was kind of weird. So the uncut version of the movie actually showed that kill. That was one of the things that was cut. See, I wanted to see that. <laughs> That's where it gets weird. So I was looking at a list of all of the scenes that were in the uncut version, and there's scenes that are listed that were in the version that we watched but then there were scenes that weren't in the version that we watched like for example in the beginning maybe they're where, extended scenes though i don't know for um and the original uncut version when it shows harry warden when he's trapped it shows him cannibalizing the people that he was stuck in there with he thank is, you for bringing that up yeah he's eating one of their arms or legs or something where in the edited out version he wasn't cannibalizing. He just holds one of their arms up. We watched it where he ate it, right? Yeah, we watched... The version that we watched, he was eating the arm. So I don't know what version we watched, but it's like some scenes that were on the list were in the movie and some scenes weren't. Okay, so we saw like a partial uncut. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up that I loved the beginning when they made him a cannibal. I thought like... I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, they changed it for the remake because in the remake, the reason that they gave for Harry Warden killing the other miners was because they were trapped in the mine and he wanted to save the oxygen for himself because there was a limited amount of oxygen, which is also a good reason but i think the cannibal reason it just adds so much more like creepiness to it yeah it, especially it because horror. especially because when they find him it shows like the close-up of his face and he's like screaming and then he's like eating and it just shows that he really lost his mind down there <laughs> there is something that i'm confused about which maybe you can clear up um they um they thought the killer was harry warden they're like oh he came back so they called the mental hospital that he was in mm -hmm. And they're like, we have no record of him ever being here. And then towards the end of the movie, they they get word that, oh, yeah, no, he died five years ago. Like, we have records of that. Maybe like, I'm just con <laughs> I'm just confused about, like, oh, no, we have no records. And then, oh, wait, no, we do. We have death records. <laughs> like, I'm just, I, that Maybe was something that was... kind of, and I'm just being a little picky with that one. But Maybe it was just, confusing. like, bad filing. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. 
like now where you just go on a computer and look well i know i know but and you also got to think too if it was five years ago and it was just some patient at the hospital they might not remember specifically that patient they're not going to remember specifically a patient that was put in there because he murdered and ate a bunch of people you don't know i would remember him you might there might be other there's (laughs) we actually have 20 in that category yeah No, all in all, I thought it was a really good movie. You gave it 6.5. I'm going to give it a solid 7 for the series. I'm not going to give it a 7 in, like, all horror movies because it it was good, but it it didn't have the scare. I didn't get scared enough, and um, that's important to me in a horror movie is is being scared. So... um, all in all, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. It's good if you're starting out in horror. I think it would be a great starter movie for you um, if you want to like put feelers out and see how you can handle it. All right, so next we're going to talk about the movie Valentine, which was released in 2001. It was directed by Jamie Banks, who also directed Urban Legends, another slasher movie from the 90s. I like that movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like this one, too. All right. Um, the movie was loosely based on a novel by Tom Savage. So the movie starts out with a school dance and a little boy named Jeremy Melton, who's a total nerd, and he's asking all of the girls at the dance to dance with him, and they're all kind of laughing at him and making fun of him. So he ends up asking one girl to dance with him, who is also kind of not so popular, and they ended up kissing under the bleachers, and they get caught by these bullies, and the bullies make fun of them for it, and the girl says, well... Oh, he... He attacked He attacked me. me. So the kids end up bullying Jeremy Melton, and it cuts to years later. They're all adults at this point, and they start getting killed one by one, the girls from the dance. So it all leads up to a Valentine's Day party where the remaining girls are at, and at the end of the movie, it's revealed that... Angel. At the end of the movie, (laughs) it's revealed that Kate's boyfriend, Adam is the killer it does make it look like dorothy the girl from the beginning who agreed to dance with jeremy was the killer but no she got killed (laughs) so Uh, this movie i thought was all right it wasn't the worst movie i've seen it wasn't by any means the best worst horror like a lot worse horror movies in my life yeah i wouldn't call it a horror movie honestly it feels more like like a thriller you know like Ooh, which one of the girls are going to die next, huh? Yeah, well... Tune in next week. This movie, to me, felt more like a Valentine's movie than My Bloody Valentine. Oh, yeah, but... Oh, that's actually something that I want to bring up, and I'm glad that we're talking about this movie second. So, we just talked about My Bloody Valentine 1981. Uh, Something we didn't bring up when we were talking about it was that the killer left Valentine's cards at each uh, scene of the death. Mm -hmm. This movie actually did that two, which I don't know if it was, like, maybe inspiration from that movie. I'm sure but it was, yeah. he, uh, the killer in this movie did, they left, like, little fucked up Valentine's Day cards that were, like, they rhymed. It was, like, roses are red, violets are blue, like, I'm gonna kill you, you know? <laughs> not not exactly that, but you know what I mean. Um, the twist ending like with, that. the twist ending with Kate's boyfriend, I feel like was so predictable. Like, this, the the second it showed him on screen, I was like, that's the killer. Yeah, but you know and, what, though, is that they did make every single guy seem really shysty. Like, every guy all in this movie was, like, totally, like, oh, I wouldn't let him in my house. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if he's an angel. He's not coming in my house. <laughs> 
Yeah, but I'd, I'd said that he's going to be the killer, and every time that the killer kills somebody, his nose starts bleeding. And I said, the way they're going to reveal it is at the end of the movie, it's going to show Adam's nose start bleeding, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. But... You think those girls would have apologized, like, just say sorry to the poor kid, man. You really were mean. You were nothing but nasty girls to him. Yeah, well, there was foreshadowing in the movie, too. At the dance in the beginning, all of the girls say something mean to him, like, picking on him. And Kate is the only one who, when he says, do you want to dance, she says, maybe later, Jeremy. Yeah. She doesn't say anything mean to him, and then that's who he ends up with later on in and a relationship. And he doesn't, um, he doesn't send her any threatening anything. Either, no, and he's so. the, she's the only one that lives at the end. Yeah. Because she's the only one that didn't... She, she wasn't nasty about it. Yeah. And that, that, it's a shame, too, because the one girl was like... I think she, she sincerely did like him, and then she just let yeah. the popular kids kind of get the best of her. And, and that was wrong. I don't ever believe in that. <laughs> The whole, the whole movie, though, like, when I had in my head that Adam was the killer, the whole movie, all I could think of was, like, the memes, like, be careful who you call ugly in high school. <laughs> yeah, totally. They'll kill you later in life. Like, I feel like this entire movie was based on those episodes of Maury where it was, like, my crush is super hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, I love it. I love the, the little thing, like, were you a nerd in high school? Yeah. And now you're super sexy and want to show yourself off to your high school crush? Call Mari. What's the phone number, Dylan? You know the phone number. 212-244-7545. There you go. Uh, no, I thought it was all right. I mean, I I feel like um, the characters, not the acting so much was bad, but the characters were really cheesy to me. Um, like It was like, you are going to be the fat, not as cute friend and you're gonna be the sexy friend and they were like the spice girls on camera yeah it was it was very cheesy like they it was like one was the nice girl one was the smart girl one was the sexy girl one was the ugly fat friend i think they specifically say that straight out yeah and it's just like i don't it's it's not believable it's very like stereotypical 90s 90s slasher slasher movie movie. Yeah, yeah it's it was all right um, the reason we watched this one is because I had remembered watching it when it first came out. So I, I remembered watching it then and being like, hey, I don't think it was a bad movie. <laughs> it was worse than I remember it, but it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Yeah. The movie originally had Luke Wilson, Tara <laughs> Reed, and Jeremy Sisto. That is a 90s cast if you've ever, ever heard of one. Yeah. <laughs> Tara and Reed. Richard Kelly was offered to direct, but he turned it down. Richard Kelly is the guy who directed Donnie Darko. Good choice. It probably would have been a different movie if he directed them. Probably. Jennifer Love Hewitt was going to play Paige. Was Paige the sexy one? Yes. The movie got mostly negative reviews. Um, Critics said that it really didn't have anything special to offer. There was no scares. There was no suspense, which I agree with. There was no part in this movie where I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Yeah, no, it was... eh. I feel like that was what that era was, though. I feel like it was an era of really forgettable movies. And I'm not saying just for the horrors are on right either, because there are good horror movies that came out there, because Dylan just got a little hurt, because I, <laughs> I said that, and he loves Scream. But um, just, like, movies in general, like, there was... And it, it's funny, too, because I feel like this almost fits, like, the teen movies from the 90s. Yeah. Like, it almost fits that same category, but they added killing into it. It's just 
a 90s movie to me. It's not even a horror movie. Altogether, I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Um, like I said, the ending was predictable to me. It was still fun to watch, but I, I agree with what the critics had said on this one, which very rarely do I agree with critics' opinions. I know. I feel like usually with horror movies, you're never going to get a good review from critics. Yeah, but so. it, there really wasn't anything special that this no, added. No, it didn't stand out. Yeah. I wouldn't go back and watch it again. No, not, not at all. I mean, like, if I was like clicking through channels and it was on TV and there was nothing else on, I would leave it on. I wouldn't be like, oh no, never again. But like, you know, it's not something that I'm going to go out of my way to watch. But again, if you're not a huge horror fan and you want to feel out some possibilities, it is not too scary. I think it would be good for a new horror fan. What, one thing that I, I didn't like, I feel like the beginning really set up for a good movie and it kind of went downhill after that because the whole scene with Katherine Heigl where she's the medical student. Oh yeah, I like that scene too. Yeah, that scene was awesome and it was so unique. Like she's hiding in the body bag from him and I wasn't expecting her to die right away because knowing now like how big of an actress she is, I was like, oh, well, she's probably going to be the final girl in the movie. Nope. And that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> yeah, but they had like a lot of pretty known actors. Yeah, in it, definitely. There's uh, a lot of Angel, which I keep bringing up. The guy who played Angel from Buffy was in it, which I guess like in comparison to a lot of other actors, he's not that big. He was only on TV. Yeah, but Buffy love, was awesome. I love. There's a line in the movie where oh, yeah. I think Kate says he's no angel, or it might have been Dorothy said he's no angel, and it was a total reference to the Angel TV series, so. Or Buffy. Or Buffy, but Angel played, had his own TV series. Yeah, but so. he played Angel originally in Buffy. I know. All right, so finally we're going to talk about the My Bloody Valentine remake from 2009. The movie was directed by Patrick Lucier. It starred Jensen Ackles as Woo-hoo! Tom Hanniger, Jamie King as Sarah, and Kerr Smith as Axel. The movie had a similar setup to the original, so I'm not going to go into too much detail about it. The only real difference is the ending where... At the end, you find out that Tom Hanniger is actually the killer and not Axel. Which I hated. <laughs> I did. I did not like that ending. Remember when we watched the uh, original one? I was like, oh, this one is so much better. Like, I'm yeah. so glad that this was the ending because like, Axel's an asshole. Yeah. I do think it did a good job, though, of dividing it because when it gets to the part where Sarah is holding a gun to each of them and it's kind of like, oh, well, he's the killer. He's the killer. Yeah, like I, got, I got to the point where I was like well, damn, which one's the killer? <laughs> yeah, I really wanted it to be uh, Axel, mainly because I love, love Jensen Ackles. Well, I could imagine, too. I mean, I watched the remake before I watched the original yeah, movie. Yeah, because you, we, we, you, know, you watched it when it came out. Yeah, I watched the remake when it came out because I was a big Supernatural fan. I caught wind that Jensen Ackles is going to be on a new horror movie, so I had to watch well, So, I feel, but I feel like if I had watched the original before... I watched the remake, the twist would have been even bigger because I would be expecting yeah. Axel to be the killer the entire time, and then it turns out exactly. that it's actually Tom. I think it's it's very unique that as a remake it did do that because um, it changed the whole outcome of it, and uh, everybody, I'm sure, anybody who had seen this remake uh, after watching the original were like blown away by that ending. Um, not that it was the best horror movie or anything like that it's not like amazing or anything but i just feel like that shock would really be a really awesome factor 
Yeah, so the movie was also made for 3D, which we tried to watch it in 3D, but I can't do the old 3D anymore. It gives me a headache. I like it. I think it, it makes me feel like um, uh, like a little kid watching Shark Boy and Lava Girl again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but the, I feel like that kind of took away from it, because if you're not watching it in 3D, a lot of the graphics and the kills and the gore is, like, really poorly CGI. It's like a Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Like, it's like... Watch it, enjoy it, but don't be too harsh on the CGI because it's not the movie's fault, really. It kind of is because they made is, they yeah. made a bad choice. Like I feel like unless it's like a kids movie or like a really fun quirky movie, you really shouldn't be doing 3D effects on it. Yeah, I'll take That's, 3D Pixar movies all day, but yeah, <laughs> I think maybe like if you know they perfect the 3D more. Well, there's a in part the future, that you... I think that it would be really cool. There's a part that you pointed out, too, where the scene where the guy's jaw gets ripped out... Yeah. When it pulls away, you can actually still see the guy's because jaw the, reattached. Because of the 3D effect yeah. that they put on it. It, it like, messed up. Yeah, I, I, I do remember that. That was weird. Yeah, the movie got a lot of negative complaints, mainly because it was really gory. They wanted to ban it in Australia... I believe. Was it really that gory, though? The, I'll, I'll give it this. The kills were really good. The, I yeah. really liked the kills in it. They they were creative. They were thought out. Yeah. No, it did. For the most part. Yeah, I just didn't feel like it was, like, overly gory. Like, no, I, I really do appreciate that they changed the twist ending, although I didn't like that Axel, who was a jerk, a womanizer, a pig, ended up not being the killer like I wanted that asshole to be the bad guy so bad like he is a bad guy regardless yeah I feel like but it, I really wanted him to be the a-hole I feel like it's sucky too because the whole movie Tom is made out to be like this really nice guy like the one that got away like but really it, nice it is, to Sarah and then Axel is like cheating on Sarah and yeah just he being was such a, a dirt bag yeah. but I think that's what added to the surprise of it not being Tom or not being Axel yeah um though I think that that also goes to show, I think, I don't know if it's, like, supposed to be, like, from trauma that he's, like, formed the second personality. I think that's what it is. Or yeah. if it's, like, he's schizophrenic. I don't know. But, like, he, you know, in his defense, he's really not the one killing. He thinks he's Harry Warden. Yeah. He does. And at the end, they said, Harry, are you there? And he responds, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You know, he thinks he's Harry Warden. He doesn't, he... He's it's not, not Tom. It's yeah. not Tom doing the killing, which, um, I mean... Like, well, I mean, I like that it showed it, too, where you kind of really get an idea of that when Sarah's pointing the gun at both of them, and Tom starts yelling, like, Sarah, Harry's right behind you, he's right behind you, and they're like, there's nobody there, and he's like, he's right behind you, you have to shoot him. And when he got close enough, that's when he's like, yeah, I'm Harry. Like, yeah. I'm here. I think that was a good way to go about that, because without that, I feel like you'd kind of be left wondering, like, did he know what he was doing the whole time, or was he just, like, completely crazy? I, I feel like they dropped too many hints that it was Tom for the twist to not be predictable. Yeah. Like, for example, every kill... Tom's at the scene of the crime when it happens. Like, for example, at the motel, he checks into the motel. Yeah. And then... A kill happens. Yeah. So, and every time that a kill is about to happen, he takes he, a bottle of pills out. Well, no, he takes a bottle of pills out, he takes pills, and he starts, like, hearing voices in his head. Like, he's remembering what happened in the mines, and then somebody dies. Which, I don't know if they did that 
to make it look like it was him, and then when you think it's actually like just to play with you a little bit. But I feel like they dropped too many hints that it was Tom and not enough hints that it was Axel for you to actually expect it to be Axel. Well, you know what though, I disagree with you because I feel that there was this scene um, that put Axel at the scene of the crime when uh, at the, the grocery store. At the grocery store, he yeah. was there. You know, he he happened to right after the girl gets killed, which I think that also. At one point, it puts him at the scene of the crime, but it also shows, like, he ain't killing his his, his side bitch. He's not going to kill his side chick. No way. You well, know? he might because she said she was pregnant. Oh, they killed the baby. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it could, if you look at it that way to where he maybe wouldn't want Sarah to know that. Bet you he don't tell his wife. <laughs> <laughs> she won't know that part of it. Well, oh. you find out that she did know about the affair, the affair but yeah. she never really said anything about it. Oh, but it. that's another thing where they set it up to be Axel. When they go back to his father's abandoned house, um, his wife goes back to the abandoned house to hide out from Tom because he's saying, oh, no, it's Tom. She gets to the house, and she finds all the Valentine's boxes, which yeah. they were finding at the crime scenes with the hearts, uh, the I human like, hearts in them. So I feel like that also... But that's when it first started putting it in your head that it was Axel, and that was right before the big reveal. But I'm saying, like, before all, any of that, like, throughout the movie... You can't get everything you want. Yeah, no, I, I do like that it played with you in that sense to where you, you're left kind of guessing, like, who's the killer is the killer. And, like I said, if you had seen the original, you're expecting it to be Axel. At least I, I think so. I don't think that people who had seen the movie would have been expecting it to be Tom. You know what I want to see? I wanted to see that movie with Jensen Ackles playing Axel. That would have been interesting. I like. I I want to see him play a jerk. Like I can't think of a single a movie, a TV show, nothing. He's always like a pretty nice dude, <laughs> always. Yeah. So altogether, I gave it a five out of ten. I don't think it was the worst movie. I definitely preferred the original. And yeah, the this movie good. from critics got better reviews than the original, which I thought was surprising. It's I'll, because of the market, though. It's because this movie, this movie had a lot more gore. It had better. It, it had better stuff. Yeah. One thing that I don't like about this one as much as the original which there's a lot that i don't like as much as the original but i feel like the minds weren't as scary as the original i feel like the original movie they really put a focus on how creepy the minds could be and well, with the movie... lighting and the chasing through the minds and in this it's like the minds every time it shows them they're completely lit up it's not there's not really anything scary the about thing them. with the minds in this one though that i noticed as well they don't focus on the minds yeah um where the first one had like a, like how long were they probably 20 30 minutes of the movie they were in the mines walking yeah. around they were a bit exploring the abandoned parts of the mine and this movie they really only go very very little into these mines i'm assuming probably they probably didn't shoot on site they probably it probably wasn't shot on site at a mine cuz they really didn't go probably more than 200 yards into a mine yeah i'm you not know? sure i mean one thing i liked about the original was that you get the feeling that you're in a mine. And one thing that really showed it that I liked was when TJ and Axel in the original movie are going down into the mines on the elevator, it shows a shot looking up of them just going down, and it's showing 
the outside just getting farther and farther away and it really gives you this feeling that you know they're isolated there's nowhere to go yeah. down there well, unless you get back to that elevator there's no running from the killer if the killer's the down original there. movie also gave a lot more information about the mines as well because they specified how deep in the ground they were they were 2,000 feet underground yeah you know and and this one it really there wasn't a lot of scenes where they were underground no. and if they were they weren't shot in like a, a wide like you're not seeing the mine you're it's focusing on the people in the mine in the uh remake mm-hmm. so you really even when it's it's showing the mines you're really not getting a lot of detail of the mine itself one thing that it kept from the original was that the killer lives at the end because Tom escapes at the end, but they mm-hmm. never made a sequel, which I'm kind of glad they oh, didn't you know make a sequel. What, I like the way that Tom escaped better than I like the way that Axel escaped in the original. Really? Yeah, because he kill he what what happens is is he kills one of the emergency workers. They come in because they don't nobody they don't know that he's the killer yeah. at this point. They come in to help him. And he kills them, takes their emergency uniform and their emergency mask and everything, and they, he walks off off the, the site, like, no problem. Like, he walks through the people, they don't question him, nothing. It's like, yeah, it was really cool. I, I really liked the original, the way they did it, because Axel kind of runs off into the mine, and you can tell he's, yeah, like, lost his mind at this point. Yeah, but it just didn't feel finished to me. It didn't feel finished, but looking back on it now, too, it's like, he's stuck down there now. He's not going to live. He's not going to have anything to That's eat. That's another big change that they did make. Um, in the original film, um, Harry Warden died in the mental hospital, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, because that's where they had the death record. In the remake, um, the sheriff, the mayor, and one other person, right? It was three people. The sheriff, the mayor, and Tom Hanniger's dad. And Tom Hanniger's dad um, actually killed Harry Warden and buried him in the woods. Yeah. Which they kept secret until, like... Well, Axel knew about it, and Axel's the one that brought it up in the movie. Yeah. Which, that I kind of saw as a plot hole, because when it reveals that Tom's the killer, it does the flashbacks of how he did everything, and it shows him digging up Harry's body, because there was a scene previously where they go to see the body and the graves dug up. But... They had made it sound like nobody had known that Harry was buried there except for the mayor, Tom's dad, and the sheriff. So unless Tom's dad told him about it previously, there's really no way that Tom would have known that he was buried out there. I don't think that they they had told him previously because when they were going to the gravesite to make sure that he was dead, dead... um, he seems very shocked about the whole situation. Like very like, you did what now? You know. So I don't I don't feel that he knew. Um, I I honestly do feel that it's a plot hole that they didn't really think through all the way. Um, but maybe not. Yeah, I I just feel like the way they went about the original one was better. But I guess you couldn't really do that now because. You, Nowadays, you're not going to call a mental hospital and they'll be like, oh, we don't have any record of somebody of that hair. I mean, I guess they could have done that, but it it's, less be believable. Believable. it's less believable than the townspeople killed Harry and buried him in the woods. I think that the small differences, though, made it worth being a remake because um, a lot of remakes... Uh, I don't like remakes generally. I'm going to put that out there. But a lot of remakes, they remake the movie, and you're like, okay, I've watched this movie before, and this one... Um, Although it wasn't as good, uh, it did do its own thing and it changed the story a little bit so that there's still stuff that people 
can can be surprised about and enjoy. Yeah, it's it's different but the same. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's exactly, and um, I think that that made it where you can enjoy it as its own movie. Yeah, I feel like it was modernized. That's the thing because you can't have the exact same story that they had in the original in this one and it be believable. Like, have Valentine's Day banned from a town for twenty years and then. I mean, I guess you could. This do one that. really didn't touch on that it was Valentine's Day so much. No, it really didn't. The only Besides... the only real touch on it was um, Axel's girlfriend giving him a Valentine's card. Yeah, but they that... really didn't talk about it being like Valentine's Day. Yeah, that plays into the original too, though, where it could have taken place on any day of the year. And yeah, it... but the original was like very adamant that it was Valentine's Day. Like we were gonna have a freaking party. Yeah. We were we the the town was decorated in streamers like. I don't know. They they didn't play into that so much, so I feel like this one too. If you could have kept everything taken, switched Harry Warden's pickaxe out for like a normal axe and make him a lumberjack, and it would have you could have named it something different, and it would have been its own movie. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that's the truth. If it didn't have a mine in it, and they changed the name, it wouldn't have been My Bloody Valentine. It wouldn't have been. All right, guys, that's gonna wrap it up for the Valentine's Day episode. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash horrorhavenpodcast or on Instagram at horrorhavenpodcast. Drop us a message. Let us know if you have any suggestions for future episodes. Next week, we're going to be doing a home invasions episode where we look at the movies You're Next, Hush, and The Strangers, which I'm really looking forward to because I love those movies. I really like You're Next. Yeah, it's great. I like all of the movies, but I really like You're Next. Yeah, We're probably going to drop this episode on Valentine's Day, just so you guys have it. So we're most likely going to be releasing two episodes next week. Surprise! (laughs) So if you're listening to this and it's Valentine's Day, you can look forward to hearing our Home Invasions episode this Friday. So thanks again. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sierra. And have a good night. Bye.